Hey everyone, and welcome back to Anarium. I am your host, Cameron. I play Bernard on the show. And before we get started, I just wanted to say a few things. And firstly, I wanted to say that I'm sorry for our uh, absence over the last month or so. Um, it was the holiday season, and um, there were some some family things, and we just couldn't link up and get things done the way we wanted to. Uh, and uh, yeah. You just didn't hear from us, and I apologize for that. And secondly, I wanted to thank you for your patience with this show. It means a lot to us that you guys stick with us, and we have this has not been the smoothest uh, thing. We're all trying to, to work hard on this and make a, a product um, that is enjoyable and fun, and uh, sometimes it doesn't come out on, uh, as timely as we would like. But you guys have, have hung in there, and uh, we really appreciate you guys sticking with us. So we just wanted to say those few things before we get started. And now that that's out of the way... Let's get into the show. This is the trigger warning for our show. Please understand that various monsters had various victims and hunted in various ways, depending on the folklore, mythology, or stories that were told about them. Please understand that it is not our intent to upset you. You will be given other warnings and additional warnings depending on the episode, but this is our blanket statement. We didn't write the myths, but we are using them to tell our story. Also, this is the content warning for our show. There will be cursing. There will be some interesting ideas. We will take it in where we can. But be warned, there was beer involved. What if I told you there is a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. Last time you heard from us, I, for the first time ever, ran the game, and the gang went on a spooky Halloween excursion. We met a groovy chick named Ashley with a bionic arm, fought a rat king, a headless horseman, and an undead army. Oh, and met a demon named Yahul. You might want to try to remember that name as you might see him in the future. But for now, we're jumping back into the main story. While we were on the Halloween excursion, Orpheus just kind of disappeared at the bottom of a well. Um, and today we're gonna learn a little bit about why that happened and where he was during that time, as well as checking in with Bernard in his prison cell. If you remember, that's where he is as a result of his actions uh, in the dream world. So without further ado, Let's get back into the show, guys. I'm excited. Hey, welcome back to Anarium. This is Sam, your monster daddy. Your well, nope, that's pretty much it. Now I'm told that's canon. Yes, that's canon. Um, you welcome to the world of Anarium. Uh, it's a a world made by me and numerous friends and family over the years, given life by Michael Sands' Monster of the Week. Uh, I am sitting with two of my good friends today. The other one was super busy, but we can make that work. And cool. also, this was very spur of the moment. We we planned this three hours ago. <laughs> yes. So, not so far away, Rob. Not so far away, Rob has returned. I am not in Denver. I am in... Fort Wayne. I am here in Indiana with my friends, with my brothers. 
I do want to apologize to all the listeners. Life happened last time, and unfortunately, um, because life happens, I wasn't able to be here, but uh, life continues uh, for everybody out there. Life moves on, and so here I am, and maybe some changes will allow me to be here with greater frequency in the future. So I'm happy to be here, and... Funny Love enough, seeing these faces. Like, <laughs> when, when you called me, so I was in the car, and Rob called me. He's like, what are you doing today? And I was like, well, right now I'm heading home from the Indianapolis airport. I just dropped my brother off. And he's like, well, funny. I'm 40 <laughs> miles ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> I just left. I'm heading to Fort Wayne. What are we going to do? Um, so, yeah. Uh, I play Bernard. My name is Cameron. Um, and I am in some hot water. Just a little bit. Bernard is. Well, I am too. That's just my perpetual general state of being, state of being. I, get that. <laughs> <laughs> I get that um but yeah we're, we're gonna see um learn a little bit today about maybe what's going on with bernard and also maybe hopefully answer some of the long-awaited questions about another certain um character with bark teaser <laughs> 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 on that note we are coming back to the well actually uh you're down in the well you're standing next to Ashley, who's conversing with these spirits. And you, Orpheus, feel this pull. And mm. it, at first it's kind of gentle, but as the more you ignore it, the more you feel that, no, you need to go back home. You need to go back to your swamp. You're needed. So in that moment, you do your teleport. Click. Teleport. You're back in your swamp. It's nighttime. It's dark. Okay. What are you feeling in this moment? Like, this is new to you. <laughs> uh, this is new. I would think to myself, What a wonderful I see trees. <laughs> is that how long? I can't say anymore, right? Uh, we can charge royalties. Yeah, that's 15 uh, seconds, unless 15 at the seconds, very oh, okay. end you go... Red roses too. <laughs> and then in the end, you just have to say who sang it and how you feel about the song. Oh, Louis Armstrong, fantastic! Fantastic. There you go. Love it. Fifteen seconds uh, and a real quick little uh, review. This swamp she calls to me. I do not know why. These feelings. These are peculiar. I can feel you in my swamp. Why do you beckon me here so? All right. So we'll get the full mount legs out of the way. A gentleman steps out from behind a tree. He's probably six, almost seven foot tall. Like he's a little taller than normal. He's wearing this kind of dusty black mix between a pea coat, a trench coat, kind of. He's got a, a fedora, black, matches the coat. And he steps out towards you, smoking a cigarette with his left hand. Do I am in the swamp itself, yes? Yes. Do I see a disturbance in the waters as he's walking, as he's Only turning? where he's walking. Okay. I apologize. If you've never been summoned before, it's probably a bit different. I wasn't certain if you'd come right away or not, but I greatly appreciate it. I'm not exactly crunched for time, but uh, if I can get this out of the way quickly, I prefer to. What is this power you use on me to draw me back here so quickly? It's a very simple summoning spell. Reality, you die here, and this is where your essence kind of sits. So, 
very simple summoning spell. I don't think you may not have realized that this is a place that you are more connected to than one might have thought. I apologize. It's not a bad thing. Most people wouldn't think to do it, seeing as you're walking and talking on your own. I just needed you to be just you. I don't know how you know so much about me. I don't even know all the things you are saying. Perhaps that is a tale for another day. Actually, it's what I'm here to talk to you about, boy. Don't leave, take that boy out. That sounded horrible. That's actually what I'm here to talk to you about. Garçon. Garçon. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I'm here to make you a deal. The last deal I made turned me into this. I need to know more. I do not deal with strangers. Well, that's and you know me take. so well. Seeing as what I'm offering you is all that information back. Because the deal you made didn't turn you into this. It was a deal done without your consent to keep you alive. Papa Legba, like you, knew you and your wife. He stepped in, reached out to one of the lowers of the ground. What do you know of my wife? Oh, far more than you do. Though you make a lovely couple, admittedly, seeing it's so close to your heart and all that. I'm here to offer you a chance to be human again. Your wife, I can't do that. The deal you did to try to get her back, kind of nicks that one, mate. But I can offer you being human again. And unlock the memories you lost while your brain rotted in the ground. These promises you make me, how do I know they are not hollow? <laughs> I guess you don't, mate. You're just going to have to trust me. I give you back your life to the best I can. Or you walk away, keep wondering. In return, all I ask is that when I need a favor, you show up. And you stand in my swamp. And you tell me I am to trust you. And you tell me the last time I trusted one took my wife from me. Made me this way. It was your deal, mate. You made the offer. You called out to them. And where were you when this deal was made? <laughs> I was nowhere near. I don't play with the lower. That's not my kind of magic. Lowers deal and deals. Me, they're helpful. But... I make exceptions on occasion, when I pe see people who are willing and capable of doing the things I might need done in the future. I'll give you your life, your brain, your memory, and maybe have you lose some of the greenery. And what is it you need me to do in the future? And why is it so important that this future not be like this? It's not that you can't be this way. In fact, I might reverse it for the thing I might need you for. A green mean power machine might just be good having on my side. But I know something you might want is your life back. Is this a deal? Something you might consider? I never got your name, my friend. Alright. I'll tell you what you need to know. 
We'll exchange names, but not titles. You have my name, is Rudrick. However, I'm only going to respond to the whole title. But you don't need yet. And Rudrick, you must understand, this is a lot. I cannot process all of this just so. Well, this is all I have wanted. I need to be sure this is what I need, too. Tell me, Roderick. Does this still stand in perpetuity? Alright. We can wait a minute. Roderick pulls his right hand out of his coat. And what you see in that right hand is that it is a deep crimson color appearing to be burned but that's not what makes it that color he reaches into one of his top coat pockets and pulls out a card roughly the same shade of crimson as his hand and he reaches it out to you for you to take can I have like one of the vines emerge from the swamp and just grab that on my behalf no mate you've got to take it in order for it to mean something Taking this card does not mean I take your deal. Well, that's understood. Just take it. And in that moment, as his voice hits, take it, your hand raises and takes it. You see, part of being summoned is that until I decide this is over, I'm your master. However, I will relieve you of such things. I don't need to be violent or she. However, I'm going to drop a bit of knowledge on you. You see this place where we're standing? Where you teleported back to? I do. Do you see these weird square-shaped logs? I am very familiar with my swamp. This is the place where your family used to live. This is where you lived as a human. It's why you're connected to it. This is where it started, and this is almost where it ended. Take that in mind. And by the way, as much as I hate taking you from your friends and whatever weird thing you were doing on Halloween, gonna need you to stay here for the next 12 hours. Then you're free. I've got other things to attend to. He slips his hand back into his coat pocket. You be good, Francois. In case you were wondering, that is your real name. I've got other places to be. Be good. Stay green and Roderick walks away where are you at now in this moment not physically but mentally this man has offered you basically being you again absolute distrust while somehow absolutely yearning for everything um it feels like a literal deal with the devil himself and knowing it, but wanting to gamble on it all the same. Right. Um, I definitely want to, you know, I say I know my swamp so well. Um, I'm also just, he said several things there. He knows my wife. He knows my name. I don't even know my name. Um, so I imagine like there's this flooding of 
memories, this flooding of emotion that was just locked behind so much. And then especially hearing that these these square-hewn logs were where my tail began. Uh, maybe I don't know the swamp the way I thought I did. And maybe I just spend these 12 hours meditating on this land. Which was his plan, is the idea yeah. that if you're stuck in one place, you'll actually think about what he's offered you. Yeah. Um, Not just to be a dick and prevent you from helping out with the rest of the Halloween story. It just made more sense with how this, this individual operates would yeah. be... No, I'm going to make you stay here so I know you're thinking about it and you're not going to forget. And and a little bit of a um, – uh, I didn't make the character, but it seems to – probably trying to – what's the word? Like trying to uh, display a power a Flex little bit muscle. too. Yeah, just to show you like I can, I can make you do this. I summoned you. <laughs> I have control. Had you tried to attack me, he would have just told you to stop. Hand wave that away. Yeah. Um, it's like – Pulling your pants down at the urinal. It is a power move, <laughs> right? If you're it's a like, grown man doing like that. eating a, a banana power without taking the skin off first. Yeah. You own the room. So, um, would I rediscover anything in my swamp and, and these square logs? Would I, would I dust something off? Would I dig deep and see an old familial crest? Would I... You are feeling... Orpheus is feeling in this moment a a warmth from the mask in his chest that is helping to guide him on a more spiritual plane. You're going to use your ability that okay. lets you see spirits. I know I'm telling you this, and I apologize. Normally, I let you do it, but just to make sure it was it was in the chamber. Yeah, okay. good, good. Normally, I know it is, but I got ahead of myself and started telling a story and. Let me tell my story, Let damn me it. Tell it bitch. And I always try really hard not to, because I always want you guys to have your agency, and I don't want to railroad you. But uh, in tuning into the spirit world, you can see a wispy form that would have been where your house was. And okay. if you want to go forward and investigate the area, we can do that. I do. I want to investigate specifically where he told me my house was and maybe a little more specifically if there were any other spirits there as well that's going to be a seven plus weird yep it's a nine oh yeah all right so you get one good question but it can kind of be broad to make sure you get what you want question to my dm or question to something i can see or interact with to me what, what what can I tell you about this that you really want to know? And you know what? Because I don't want to limit you, because the mask is giving you some imagery here, Okay. you're at an 11. She gives you a plus two to this one. Okay. Two questions? Yep. So you can have two questions. I realize that you kind of let me know you had one or two in mind, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's a bad thing for uncovering some of your backstory and who you are to give you that. Okay. And it makes sense with the situation already kind of in your spiritual I appreciate that. Zone. So I think the first thing that Orpheus would ask would be What does he know of my wife and the life that I had with her before this deal? As you're standing here in this kind of wispy house, like can't Really go in. It's not really there. I don't know. 
I think in character, I know that this mask is significant to me, but he dropped a bomb on me that my wife is close to my heart. Oh, you picked up on that, huh? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if our audience knows this, but, like, you were told it was your wife a long time ago. Uh, you talked to somebody, and it's the, it was uh, Baron Samity when he was digging the grave. He said, it's good to see you and your wife back together again. Thank you for the reminder. Back in the ghoul scenario, which is good. But, um, yes, that, that mask has the spirit of your wife in it. Okay. And, uh, and you asking what you're seeing, she's going to unlock some memories. She can't do a ton. It's not everything. It's just her face. Okay. The inside of your cabin. Where your bed was. How it was set up. Whether there was a second floor or not. Because you are in the swamps, which explains the posts leading up. Mm-hmm. But she was burned. So when we explained where Tichuba came from, the mask itself, it, Mama... <clears throat> Jesus. Mama Teresa... Mm-hmm told you that the mask came from a woman that was burned for being evil when in reality she was trying to help people. That was your wife's story. You came home to find a burning cabin and no one there but knowing that the townsfolk nearby had killed her. Okay. She is showing you glimpses of her face. She's showing you the inside, the hearth. She's showing you personal items that were yours, things that were hers. You get a flash of who you know to be Baron Samity sitting at a table with another elderly black gentleman with white hair and a straw hat wearing white linen, greeting you as you walked in in a friendly, joyous manner. You don't know who the other gentleman is. But there's another one. But there is another gentleman there. Your wife being happy, putting food on the table for you and these other two men as you smoked cigars and have a conversation with her. She was a part of it. She wasn't by any means your maid. She was your wife. She was your partner, the way it's meant to be. What deal did I make to try to save my wife that cursed me with this? You get images. And it's it's not super clear. But you remember being at this cabin site as it was burning. You remember calling out to Papa Legba, who these memories are coming back, who is the elderly black gentleman with white hair and the straw hat. He's an intermediary between humans and Loa. You went to him to get to Baron Samity as is normal, as is custom, so that you could make a deal to get your wife back from where she was. Okay. Okay. Obviously, you failed. I'm sorry. All right. You good? Yeah. I think those are the questions I can ask. Those right. are the ones that I needed to try to figure out better. Enjoy that. We got some dev, guys. We got some character dev. <laughs> We're, we're unlocking things. We've been doing this a year. It's time to start meeting who your characters are and brush away some of that fog of war, that mystery. <laughs> All right, that feels good. All right, your 12 hours is up. 
you're you're standing you find that you've actually rooted in place looking at the spiritual image of your home your 12 hours were up and gone 12 hours ago like yeah like you thank you sir you legitimately lost yourself in these memories okay okay um but you you're free to go i mean you rooted yourself in place as almost comfort as almost being a part of the swamp again and really tapping into what was in the location you're by no means stuck there this was a personal choice much like when you uh plant a seed in the ground to keep an eye on things you i know you have that ability Mm -hmm. it's very similar to that but you didn't do the ability it's just you were used to standing in one place for a very long time until you felt you were needed yeah um what do you do now that you're free I would suspect that my friends, I know that it's a new day. It's, it's it's a new dawn. I wouldn't be ignorant of that, I would presume. Yeah. I would suspect that my friends have dealt with what needs dealt with, regardless of my presence. So I would use my flight to go back to the Arboretum of Anarium. Okay. Uh, you come back, and our little friend, Jacques, comes flying up to you. As angry as a little hornet man can be. Absolutely stone-faced. Jacques, I do not need a word of your bullshit. You would not believe the day I had. And if the next thing out of your mouth is not welcome home, we will be having wasp sandwiches for dinner tonight. <laughs> Which is the equivalent of "Welcome back." We thought you were dead. <laughs> Jacques, didn't you know I am already dead? <laughs> <laughs> and he flies away. So it'll be like an hour or two, kind of going about your business, going through the motions, because it's a big to take in that this this wife that you've heard so much about has actually been with you all this time to find out that there's so much more going on. You didn't even fully understand the situation you were in for as long as you were in it. Um, eventually, you hear a knock at the Arboretum door. Around. It's Troy. Hey, dickhead. You ditched me on prom night. What the hell? Troy, I would tell you the same thing I've told Jack. I am dealing with quite a bit. It was not my intention, nor did I leave on my own accord. I like you, Troy. But I will eat a dog meat sandwich. <laughs> You're spicy today. You're very spicy. I don't know how I feel about that. However, Marcellus is off doing whatever he does. Ah, Marcellus. So, I managed to talk my way into getting to see Bernard. I thought you and Marcellus might want to come with me, but he is otherwise occupied. So, if you would like to go, now is the time. 
Troy, take me to my friend. All right, let's head out. And it's working your way down the anarium honeycomb till you get just above the bottom floor. The door opens, and it's very, very much like a prison, but much cleaner than one would expect, because it's an arium and you can snap your fingers if you're magical and clean the place up. Yeah, well, plus I imagine, too, like, this is not, you're not dealing with your average prisoners. A lot of the prisoners we would probably be dealing with would be, like, so this has to be pretty pretty state-of-the-art, pretty clean. Everything needs here needs to be working. A lot of magical wards that yeah. if things get messy, they don't yeah. work as well. Like a magneto chamber where everything's made of plastic. Yeah, like it's very much catered to who it's holding. Yeah. Uh, as we walk in that door, there are two... Bernard's just in the broom closet. It's <laughs> 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 not that weird. Uh, we're not worried about him. He beat on the door for an hour and gave up. Then he shit in the corner, but we left. No, uh, as we walk in, there are two beings. They are fairly large. Think... Uh, Almost gorilla-sized, but bigger, like a small hill. But they're fitting inside this room, this area. Maybe refrigerator, like literally a small hill. Uh, They have huge bulbous noses to the fact that it is odd and disquieting, and they are covered in hair. They have four-fingered hands that are... The size of your fucking head. Language. The size of your head. <laughs> um, you know these to be two of the lesser kinds of Norwegian troll. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Any Christians? Any Christians? But, like, that is, these are the guards. They are built to last and can deal out some damage. They kind of just look at us. Their huge noses do the... <laughs> and then one of them waves, and Troy walks past with you. We go to the last cell on the left side, slide the window open, and go, Hey, how's it going, big guy? Ah, great. So time for me to get out. Great. I, I, knew, I knew they'd come around. I knew they'd... Uh... Oh, no, no. This is a visit. Oh. Not conjugal. I mean, if you guys need to do your thing, I'll look away. But I have to be in the room when it happens. Uh, I appreciate it, but they actually let me have some magazines in here, so I'm all, I'm all good. That's. Anyways, Jesus, uh... weird. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get the door open, but you know the drill. You gotta put your hands on the circles against the back wall. Okay. Sounds like a conjugal visit. <laughs> I was about to say that. Well, if he's not touching the circles, the door won't open. Okay. Uh. Presumably you do. Yep. Uh, door opens, and it's... Explain to me what your little room looks like. This, admittedly, is a prison of sorts. It's not saying that you have no bed, no mat, no bathroom, but, like, what are we What are we seeing here? Okay, so, in my head, like I said, what, what I see, this is, this is going to be a pretty state-of-the-art facility. This isn't, like, a dreary, you know, concrete block. This is, like, it's pretty pretty fancy like it's like white walls the the bed is kind of built into and coming out of the wall so like nothing can be moved um same for the sink it's more built from it not because they expected to keep bernard in here but for for other more powerful entities every everything is pretty pretty tough made of uh you know not just your kind of average things you would see in a jail cell but um 
there is like a little desk in there um, to where I say desk, but where you can keep stuff. Um, maybe if I wanted to write some letters, which Bernard is not doing, they have allowed him to have some newspapers, um, that kind of thing. So you see that that's probably what he's been doing. Um, and that's pretty much it that they're not letting him have, you know, some of the finer things you can get in prisons to get yourself a little TV or anything like that. It's pretty, pretty bare bones, pretty bare bones and not he, bad, but bare bones. Yeah. All right. Uh, Troy kind of looks around, sees the newspapers. How are you holding up in here? Mm. Well, the peanut butter they have is awful. Those sandwiches are... I mean, I'm choking a couple down a day, but it's it's not good, I'll tell you that. Um, they did, they confiscated my whiskey, so that... I tried to make some, some hooch in the toilet, but that didn't... That didn't go well. Um, I don't think you've been in here long enough. Give it time. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll figure it out. I'm going to try to drag this out as much as I can. Um, I think he's just, jokes aside, I think he's going to look down. He's just going to be like, I'm doing what I can. Like, I I, I fucked up, <laughs> right? Uh, I don't know. Whatever happens, I'm... I'm comfortable. Well, your hearing started today. Uh, Agent Boyd is out for blood. I don't think you have a friend in him. Mm, no. uh, it kind of seems like he might dislike you more than Corbin, and that, that takes a lot. Yeah. Um, he wants you held accountable for the seven deaths and all the injuries. Um, Emily's really gone to bat for you? She's she's pushing for suspension and therapy, which you kind of need, if <laughs> if I may. And that's she's she's pulled in a lot of favors to keep you out of the killing fields where Boyd wants you to go. Mm. Which seems a little harsh, even in my opinion, but. He's building a case. Uh, eventually, I, from what I understand, they're going to talk to the rest of the teams that went both Zulu and Whiskey. Um, I don't know how it looks. I know that Kermit Greybeard is coming here personally to oversee your hearing. And yeah, the gray old wizard man might look super friendly and be very nice. You need to be careful how you talk to him, because what he says goes, and if he decides you're not worth saving, he could snap his fingers on the spot and immolate you. It's not his style, so you literally have to try to kill him to do that, but bear in mind, he's the head of Anarium America. 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 I think he's just going to kind of sit down on the, the bed and kind of scratch his beard, and you're like... Ah, yeah, I can't, can't argue that I'm exactly worth saving, but uh, sure wouldn't be upset if they, if they did happen to pull this one out. <sighs> Maybe could have handled that a little differently, you know? I mean, if you wanted to kill the imposter but <laughs> not do it in front of a crowd of over 100 people, yeah, buddy, I'm sorry, but uh, that was a pretty poor choice. 
It's a good thing he did it in front of Ziamish. Otherwise, he'd be all over the social media. <laughs> <laughs> He's been spending too much time with you. Ah, not enough. Not enough. All right. I have brought you a friend. I've told you what I needed to, kind of a warning for what's to come. I'm going to step outside and leave you guys in here. I know you have a pretty good friendship. I mean, I know you, but I wouldn't call us besties by any means, Bernard. I do respect you for what you do, but you did fuck up. But I'm going to leave you guys alone for a bit. I'll be just outside the door. When you're ready, give me a knock. You put your hands on the circles. We'll get out of here. All right. Uh, thanks for coming by. It does. It. Uh, I appreciate it. Oh, you softy. <laughs> That'd be a really good one for the animation that you were just talking about. Like that, <laughs> like the nod that Cameron just gave us yeah. there with that. Like really, yeah, yeah. I like hope that was wa- articulated he, to listeners. Yeah, he, he wanted to open up a little bit, but couldn't couldn't quite bring himself to do it. Uh, Troy steps out, closes the door behind him. I assume that you had to be on the circles for Troy to step yep. out. Yeah. If you guys want to have your conjugal visit now, that's fine. <laughs> I just didn't want it to happen while I was there. Yeah. Bernard, how the hell did you find yourself in this situation? Mm. You know, I'd love to say that I blacked out. And I was actually relatively sober when it happened. Uh, which, <laughs> normally, not the case for when I get in trouble. Um... I don't know, man. I just saw my dead wife, and I just lost it. He kind of throws his hands up, and he's just like, I, I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to do it. I guess I kind of thought if everyone sees it and sees that this isn't a person, we can maybe flush out the other ones faster. Which did. <laughs> Which did. But Mission accomplished, boys. <laughs> I guess uh, I didn't really account for how bloodthirsty those things really are and how quickly things would go to shit. And that the rednecks would open fire into a crowd. Yeah. That says your DM, not as true. <laughs> <laughs> that was like. That would be funny for Troy just, just like through the, the door, <laughs> like sliding it over, yeah. being like, yeah, and those rednecks were assholes. Yeah. Or like, just, just like an angel that is dressed, or like, looks like Troy, like pops up on his shoulder, like, and this. Damn. Right. Don't forget this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not, yeah. not all your fault. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, uh. You know what's funny? I. I've lived so many years, and I didn't I've really been living for nothing. And I finally thought of something that I want to do, something that I need to do. He kind of gestures around at me. He's like, and I can't leave. Funny how life works, huh? Bernard, are you telling me a story does not end here? Does not end like this? Well... I guess I don't really get to write that ending. But if I do get to leave, yeah, I'm telling you, things will be different. I'm assuming I couldn't use flight and just take him back to the swamp. <laughs> I mean, it would probably put you in a cell right next to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We would have a head start, though. <laughs> <laughs> ah. This... Fuck. Still in the cells. 
right. Um, I did not make up stats for those trolls, so <laughs> if you need me to, tell me now. Um, but not. I would do my part to see you live to die another day. Because if I am being honest with you, I too have discovered I have unfinished business. And a peeling back my chest so you can see the YouTube mask. Another familiar face to see this story be written would be much welcome. He's gonna kind of like point his finger like, you know, you'd think I'd get used to a thing like that. <laughs> Freaks me out every time. <laughs> but no, I'm happy to see you both. Um, you know, I always knew we're pretty kindred spirits, you and I, I think. And if I can get out of here, maybe we can take care of our business together. I was just hoping you said we're, we're very kindling spirits. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. I wish Bernard was quick enough. I'm going to put that on Bernard, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else that we can attempt to do for you from outside Bernard? Hmm. Keep in mind, Bernard, I assume all these walls are tapped. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, I think think Bernard's just going to Kind of take a few steps, looking around, thinking. He's gonna go, you know. If you could somehow get word to Mama Teresa that, uh, just tell her this time I might not come back. And I appreciate everything she's done for me. It would be done, but not. Alright, I think he's just gonna give you a nod. And then he's just gonna go put his hands on the circles. I do enjoy seeing this side of you. <laughs> he's gonna take one off and smack his ass. He's gonna say, "Don't get used to it." <laughs> Au revoir, mon chéri. <laughs> he's just gonna go like, "Fucking speak French." Buenos gracias to you too. <laughs> Domo arigato, Mr. Romano. <laughs> Domo, I don't know. Get out of here. <laughs> You're making it weird. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that's. That's the end of the exchange on Bernard's part. All right. I'm content with that. Yeah. You step out. Troy takes you back up to the front, walks you back to the Arboretum, and takes a minute to put his hand on your huge shoulder up <laughs> above a bit and just be like, he's in a bad spot, but he's got enough people here who cares about him. Unless he really messes up in a hearing, I don't think he'll kill him. He may not work here anymore, but I don't think they'll kill him. I don't think you know Bernard as well as the rest of us. There is not a single situation that he could not fuck up worse. Because he can. (laughs) Happy thoughts, Orpheus. (laughs) Happy thoughts. So as Troy leaves you in the Arboretum, uh, what do you do? Well, uh, what is your next move, our beloved tree person? 
Jacques. Come here, please. He doesn't even fly to you. He walks to you, <laughs> taking his time. <laughs> Jacques, I am sorry for the way that I treated you earlier. I have much on my mind. Jacques, will you continue to do what you do best and tend to the arboretum for me? I have as another task that I must take care of. And when I get back, Jacques, I will fill you in on the rest. <laughs> Garçon, do not take that attitude with me or I will take my apologies back. That is fair. Thank you. And I will perform flight to Mama Teresa's, the nearest body of water, right in front of her house, which is my swamp. Yes? She's close enough. Yeah. It wouldn't take you very long to get there by foot. I mean, I assume you're going to pepper grinder yourself into a human. <laughs> uh, Ain't nobody here to save you this time. Yeah, uh, I will definitely grab my pepper grinder on the way. Which I should have a conversation with you about. How much can I transport with me when I'm flying? Personal um, gear? Another person? Another person if or other like, people, like two, is an option. Okay. You have to start roll for, rolling for it then. Okay. Up to this point, all of your teleports have been pretty, pretty story-driven, yeah. so I don't make you roll for it every time. Yeah, it's going to be a fucked-up way to find out you can only transport one and a half people. It went vertical! <laughs> I got my left side! It burns! It burns! <laughs> I don't know where my foot is, but something's licking it. Yeah, just one foot, or like one one finger. <laughs> you just shove it, and you're like, oh, we're all good? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> every fucking time! <laughs> um, the complications go from, like, seven to nine is you get where you're going, but maybe not exact, depending on how many people you're taking. And then if you fail it, people go places. <laughs> and, it, like, it's never going to be like, oh, wow, you're in hell, but you're going to wake up in Minnesota next to a lake and Which go, Which is Why? hell. I'm sad this honest. never happened. Like, because w w with Bernard's, like, future in jeopardy currently, <laughs> to where at a point where... Uh, you could have actually you all transport to just like a random like metropolitan area and Bernard just starts walking away like what are you doing we don't even know where we are he's like I do we're in Vegas <laughs> oops <laughs> next time we're in like our vehicle I'll just have a nightmare just yeah. start to take the whole vehicle with us <laughs> like I know exactly where I'm going oh, a whole the vehicle whorehouse is over here <laughs> with people in it yeah I would increase your difficulty oh absolutely but it'd be asleep, and I would not know where I'm going. It'd be like one of those hunting nightmares. It would almost be worth it for you guys <laughs> yeah. to teleport into a Now, moment. that would be yeah. a great one for, like, the animation, where, like, you're in the backseat, like, sleeping, and then, like, we're just, we're just driving, and then we poof to, like, a horrible demonic dimension. Like, what? And then it shifts back, and we're like... We're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. Just like... I just left amazing. <laughs> yeah. Was anybody else 
just momentarily in a hellscape. <laughs> was, that, was that Penhead? Tell me you guys saw Penhead. And like everyone else in the car is asleep except for you. Yeah. So you're the only one that's like, <laughs> Why some shit just happened. Up. Shit just happened. And nobody saw it. Uh, so I'll fly back to my swamp. While in the waters of my swamp, I'll go ahead and crack my shaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it is a short walk. I mean, it's nothing crazy. To yeah. get to where she's at. I probably understand at this point in time, people don't take too kindly to swamp things. And so yeah, no. I would say I'm at least 100 yards, at least 100 yards away from like sight line of roads, sidewalks, houses. Yeah. I mean, you're close, but you're not there. Yeah. You step out. Probably you... a quarter mile walk. I don't know. Yeah. Nothing major. Yeah. Um, You get there, you knock on the door. Look at that. You knocked on the door. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Mama Teresa comes to the door rather flustered. It took takes her a minute to get to the door, but when she gets there, she's a little flustered. I told you your appointment. Oh. All right, come in, come in. You would not be here if it was not important. Let's go. She walks in and she guides you to a room. In her main sitting room, there's a couple. And they both seem really, really sad. And there's some stuff out on the table. She ushers you through there. Clearly she had an appointment to do her thing with someone else. It's probably another 15-20 minutes of you sitting in the waiting room. It's there's not I a, love that image of of, of me as just like sitting quietly on like a, a, a little couch. I just like I almost see the couch folded as he's sitting in the middle and everyone's just looking at this diminutive like five foot six regular size dude just bowing the couch like Jeez. what are they feeding you? At about 15-20 minutes um, she was almost done. She thought you were her next appointment showing up early. Um, she comes back in. Alright Orpheus what do you need? Mama Teresa I do appreciate how you can see right through me. What I need is personal, but it is not why I come here. I come here for Bernard. Oh, what did that white boy do this time to get himself in trouble, huh? It is far worse than anything you have seen him do. And I am sure you have seen him do things to make a whore blush. (laughs) Alright, what did he do? Mama, he committed one of the biggest sins of the anarium. He killed in front of others, he spoiled his cover, he lost his shit. Oh, the government is a difficult thing for me to have to deal with. I can petition for him, but they will not listen to me. They come to me when they need help. They know that I am a friend of Bernard's, but ultimately, I don't think I can help him. I don't know that he needs help. He wouldn't say it in such a way. But he told me to tell you he loves you. He did not tell you that he loves me. He has not loved anyone since his wife and children died. Not even himself. You are the closest thing to love that this man knows. No? I would grant you that. You see things the way they are. Mama, 
Bernard does fear that he will not be home. I'm not asking you to do anything. I just came to tend to the man's wishes and let you know that I will do what I can as well. Oh, she puts her hand on your face. Almost like a mom wiping off schmutz with her thumb. <laughs> wiping off the pepper. <laughs> <clears throat> do not worry about Bernard. He always comes home. I will tell him you love him too. That is not what I said. <laughs> All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. Uh, again, thank you for your patience, and we apologize for, uh, <coughs> well, excuse me. We ex- apologize for our tardiness on these episodes coming out, but we are getting back together. We are getting things rolling, and we are going to keep things on a better, uh, more consistent basis for you guys. We've been in contact and talking and we we really have some pretty exciting ideas some things that are gonna kind of shake up how we do things um but uh, i think in good ways things that uh i think you will find interesting and fun um so keep an eye out but we're gonna try to to do better be more consistent and uh yeah just make this a a more uh maybe active uh podcast because i know we have some fans that uh get a little frustrated uh with uh sometimes we just go dormant so we're gonna work on that um if you have any suggestions we got some great ones recently remember that as anarium uh at yahoo.com anarium pod at yahoo.com send us an email and let us know how you're enjoying the show that's it for me guys we'll see you next time bye